Greetings, ladies and mendigants, and welcome to this latest episode of Tales from Outer Space. Taken from the subreddit HFY. The links to all the stories will be down below, and as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider subscribing. Story number one. Sometimes things go boom. Written by a glass of whiskey. You did what? As an experienced diplomat, he had learned to never raise his voice to another species. Humans were the exception. Well, um, we traveled faster than light, said the human, as he started to more intently study his non-existent shoelaces. And blew up a sun. It had first been mentioned on page 46 to 47 under the headline, Negative Environmental Impact. Well... Yeah, but that was an unintended side effect. The human seemed to straighten up a bit and with an almost chipper in his voice. But don't worry, we got it fixed. Oh well, so you won't blow up any more suns then? It seemed like an unnecessary question, but suspicions were always called for when humans used the term, uh, don't worry. Uh, kind of. Do I even want to know? Figure out how to make miniature suns? The mention of the woman seemed almost beam with pride. Uh, of course she did. He regretted having ever spoken to a human. Why are you even here? We need to borrow an engine, as the mention of his looked slightly shameful and strange. Another one? You need another one to accelerate testing? Seemed reasonable. If they managed to figure out the hey, <clears throat> kinks, then that would be a logical step. No, of course not. Just need one. First one was lost. How humans could even say stuff like that with a straight face was one of the universe's mysteries. Lost. It's big as a planet and puts out energy comparable to a red dwarf. What can we say? It was there before the jump and gone after. Clearly, it was misplaced somewhere in between. His tone of voice suggested that there was something that just happened, like rain. Like, perhaps, inside an exploding sun? Knowing the humans, that was the most likely place for it to lose it. No, we checked there. How in the hell did you check inside an exploding sun? He wasn't even angry anymore. Normal logic seemingly never replied when dealing with humans. We fired a moon at it and it went clear through the other side. Well, some of it. He seemed almost proud at the solution. Just take another engine. At that moment, he just wanted the human gone. Oh, the reports he would have to write. How could one tiny project create so much trouble? Take no, sir. We will borrow the new engine and return the first one. And then he added, almost as an afterthought, as soon as we know where it is. Sure you will. Now, if you would please, I need to painfully and violently throw myself into some walls. Uh, why? Because it was I who proposed this research cooperation from the beginning, and at this point, I am not sure whether I'm going to get a medal or shot. End of story number one. Story number two. Thrice we have called Le Venoir. Thrice we have called upon the humans, and the ancient elves sat in the glade of temperate forest, it was a beautiful place, infused with a sense of calm and wonder that long-lived species cultivated. Well, not magic as some suspected. It was simply a well-lived in community without strife or suspicion. The elf 
skin wrinkled and dark like old leather, looked over at the others of her race as they sat around the forest. It is true, the young races are more numerous and their short lives burn hotter, but we need them, require their aid against the outsiders. The quality of light in the glade dimmed slightly as the sun was hidden by clouds, but it was more of a reflection of the change in mood. Standing, a younger Rolf, a mere three centuries old, walked towards the old sage. I mean, no disrespect to a learned one, but what could the humans bring to us that we do not have? Our arms and armor are greater than theirs. As the old tales recount, our skills at arm and perfection of our arts and entertainment and martial aspects are superior. The old elf smiled, for it was the nature of youth to folly. Yes, the old tales, tales your father, I suspect, who was told them by their father, tales more than a millennia old. The older tales go back to three, eight, ten thousand years. Let me tell you something more recent. She sat back down and gathered her robes around her as the elves and the ever-respectful and attentive gathered around to hear the wisdom. These tales are tales of my own eyes, and while years have passed, they are strong and clear in my mind. Sit and listen as I tell you the first time that we called upon the humans. It was a shy of three millennia ago, and we sent runners to entreat them with the unified peoples outside our forest. Our forests were large, sprawling, and while the humans were populous, they were crude. Their armor and leather, the weapons, bronze, they had spread from the east, living amongst the lands for centuries, farming, hunting, and uh, becoming more than simple wanderers. Less than five hundred of their warriors came with us, and unskilled as they were, each amongst them being required to be taught the skills of blade and formation. We deployed them in the center to soak the charge of the outsiders. I could tell you in that battle itself, but the outsiders are things of nightmares and nourish teeth, a formless flesh and a deformed aggression. It is never a skill that defeats them, but violence alone. Many humans died, but they were brave and honorable, and we chose to keep contact, for they would call upon us when our wisdom was required. We closed the rift to the realm of the nightmare and the fury, and the times were quiet. Our forest shrank and the humans spread. They were still crude until we saw new people march from the south. Their armor was iron, and their sandaled feet were stepped in time. Their culture was rich and the military strong. They respected our borders. They spread over the continent like a wave over sand, holding strong and true. There was some communication, but they were content to fight the other humans. And then the rift opened. Again the spawn of the void, the flesh and the pits of hell sought to ride over this land with violence and debased mutation. We called upon the humans a second time. The plume of dust could be seen for leagues as the humans marched entire legions of the Germani. The ground shook with the stomp of cadenced feet, and the bright red trim of their iron armor was dazzling sight. Their tactics were strong, strategic, and powerful. We had little to teach these Romans about warfare, but we equipped those that we could with superior arms and armor. 
and aided in support and strategy. The violence was horrific, for things from beyond crashed against the dense formations, root strength sundering the infantry. The battles were long, as the vile things spilled out were more numerous than before, attempting to overwhelm. But the core of the line held, and the humans crashed the flanks. The maneuver was precise and drilled. Again, we pushed the rift and sealed it. Again, time went past, and we reached out to the time of your father's father. Our peace had been longer than before, but we felt the stirrings of the rift sought to open. Knowing the last time had been more difficult than before, we contacted the humans and had them prepare. They had no need of our craftsmanship, for their warriors were dressed from head to knee in coats of chain. They bore kite shields and wore well-made swords of steel. Their crossbows, although slow, were able to fire flaming bolts that would stick deep into the targets. We gathered the Deutsch people under our many banners, and the lines of noble knights and men and arms marched. The demons were lesser in number, but even more physically destructive than before. We elves could not stand the line of battle, but the humans in the heavy armor could weather the glancing blows. The heavy strikes still sent them flying, but the edges of the swords held cut deep into the hide of the outsiders. The crossbows sent flaming bolts deep into the flesh. Wandering and burning creatures, the battle was not complete and meaning like the first instance, nor a grinding mass like the second time the rift opened. This time, it was whirling flowing fight. We could not adapt to the tactics required. Humans' leaders took command and gave the orders which carried the day, using long spears to corral the great flesh forms while they could still cut them down. The humans sealed the rift and we only gave advice on how to do so. The old elf sat back and awaited a response from the younger members of the community. When the elf did speak, they advanced their opinion cautiously. You're saying that humans may be our superior in strength and arms. How? They lack the grace and the wisdom to be so. They are violent and constantly conflicting. Young one, there is a reason that contact with the humans is limited to the elders. They think fast chaotically, and it is extreme effort to interact with them in a productive manner. The roof strains and will reopen soon. We have contacted the humans of this land again. Thrice we have called them, and thrice they have responded, each time to greater heights. They grow in skill and equipment, in numbers and overall strength. The glade was quiet, and the old elf continued. We people who grew slowly, the humans have surpassed us. We have called upon the humans a fourth time. The Bundish Republic of Deutschland has responded and have said that they will prepare a war leopards, their pumas, and the pounds of Bitsa, and battle is joined, we shall see the strength of their swords, and if the war animals contribute. But do not ever mistake the humans as lesser than us. We would have been lost had we not called upon them thrice. End of story number two. Story number three. Human Sucklings, written by Osso Eloso. Attention, all Clentac Station members are hereby warned. Do not touch Terran sucklings without the consent of their mothers. Any actions taken to the Terrans against any species who violates this rule will be at express fault of that species alone. The Terrans have the full backing of station security. Cracklock looked around the crossy to his partner and asked, What could have necessitated such an announcement? Pasheen looked over and asked, You didn't hear? 
Hear what? Calcutt leaned closer to the Pershing started to whisper. You know how Terrans are from a death world, right? Well, yeah, but that didn't look like they are. At least not until they smile. They look rather typical, most species the size and strength. I would agree with you on the size. They have a slim advantage in strength. Their teeth are the only real giveaway that they are death worlders. Some would even say that the fact of the evolutionary adaptation of their species to look rather amusing. I don't want to know about what the death world scholars argued about. Just tell me what the three moons happened. Well, you know when we have the Vitine mercenaries, Doctor. Yeah, they're a nasty bunch. Nasty is a compliment. They have a custom of capturing and eating sucklings to display their dominance. It isn't the best action, but most species have large broods and technically aren't sentient until adolescence. Not the Terrans. They assign sentience at the moment of birth and only give birth to one suckling per year, give or take a few lunar rotations. It's a miracle that they ever reach space flight. Not a miracle at all. It is evolution. It has caused them to be fiercely territorial of their sucklings. The reason for that announcement? Three Vitine guards snatched a Terran suckling and one put in its tasting mouth in front of the suckling's mother, probably trying to figure out what piece to eat first. Terrans are pretty emotional. The female must have taken it pretty hard to watch a suckling get eaten. It, um, it didn't get eaten. She killed all three Vitine. Rob, shit. There is no way that a female could take on a Vitine, let alone three of them. I swear it's true. You ever heard of adrenaline? Yeah, it's a stem that the hushrat use in their bodies. That stuff is dangerous, man. One milligram will kill most species just by touching it. Remember how I said the scholars speculate that the Terran's average appearance is a type of camouflage? The teeth aren't the only thing that they hide. Medical told me that they naturally produce adrenaline and can produce a lot of it under extreme stress. My broodmates in security let me see the footage of what went down. The mother was knocked to the floor when the Vitine took a suckling. When she saw the suckling, she screamed one of the most wretched sounds that I have ever heard. She jumped up and lunged at all three Vitine. The impact knocked them down, and she struck her hands to the jaws of the tasting mouth and ripped them apart, retrieving her suckling. Then, while clutching her suckling, proceeded to stomp through the skull of the downed Vitine to mush. It happened so fast I couldn't believe what I'd witnessed. When the other two Vitine jumped for the Terran female to try and get her, her suckling, she ducked and punched one of them in the chest so hard it collapsed to his breathing organs. The other Vitine grabbed a hold of her, trying to subdue her, and she bit clean through his neck, severing the main artery. What the frack? How could she do that? They just choose to dump one of the most dangerous drugs in the galaxy into their system. At least she died in honor, protecting her young, but uh, from what I've seen, adrenaline overdose is the end of bloody horror. She didn't die. She is in medical with her suckling right now. Once they got through all the routine blood, they didn't find a mark on her aside from a bruised hand. How is that possible? I don't know. But since I've watched that video, I haven't so much as looked at a human suckling. End of story number three. And that, my friends, is the end of the video. I hope that you enjoyed. If you wish to support the author, check the links down below for the original link. But if you wish to support this channel, there are numerous ways listed down below. But the easiest would be to share this with as many people as possible to help the channel grow. 
and I will see you all in the next video. And until then, I hope you all have a good one. Cheers.